want the world, yeah, I want the world, yeah, I want it all, said I want the world, yeah, I want the world, I'm coming to get it, don't care what you heard, don't care what you heard, I'm taking it all, cause I want the world, yeah, I want the world, yeah, I want the world, it's the best in the game, best in the biz, about that time, and you know what it is, coming from Brooklyn, bringing that truth, never gonna lie, never gonna lose, always on top, keeping it steady, he'll make you tap out and you won't be ready, he got the suplex, breaking your back, Everyone in the world gonna listen to Taz. Oh, yeah, here we go. 2018, we're coming at you. Full throttle, kids. Yeah, happy new year. Happy new year to all y'all, as they say, down south. Happy new year, y'all. <laughs> yeah, welcome. Yeah, the Taz Show will be back furiously. Starting right here in this month of January 2018. So I hope you guys had a great 2017. And I've provided a plethora of content throughout 2017, which was my pleasure and which I appreciate you guys, the support you had given the show throughout that whole time. So, uh, and I hope you support me going forward because, um, as many of you know, we have a different type schedule this year for the Taz Show. Um, for those that are new to what I'm doing, I'll explain that to you here. I'm also going to tell you, basically this episode here is going to cover who I feel are the top five wrestlers of 2017. Not necessarily just WWE talent, not necessarily just men. So, uh, And I'll give you some honorable mentions. And later in the week on the Taz Show... I'll probably get uh, some other people's input that work on my show, like Seth and uh, Mike Johnson. PW Insider Report will continue with the Taz show, and I'll get into all that. But first, let me give you my thank yous and tell uh, you guys thank you for downloading this right now on iTunes or Spotify or TuneIn or Radio.com on the new app, which I believe has been going great. So thanks for that. Maybe you're doing it at TazShow.com, which will be... Slightly revamped the website, TazShow.com. Not not much revamping. I'll find out this week. As I record this episode, I am not in the studio. I'm in my home studio, but I will basically, um, most of the Taz Show, let me, let me give you the lay of the land because I gave you a lay of the land last podcast. It's all good stuff. So basically, you, most of you guys know this. I think Mike Johnson posted it on PW Insider. Basically, it will be, Two days, the show will be two days a week, live, uh, recording live. So we'll be live. We should have video. Not going to have it the first week here of January. Video should be rocking and rolling next week from what I understand. That's the first thing. So just follow the bounce of ball here before we get into talking some wrestling. Okay, so those will 99% be uh, done live, 9.05 a.m. Eastern for one hour every Tuesday and Thursday. That's the game plan right now. And that should stick, I would think, for quite some time. Um, What else? What else? Then on Friday, it seems like that's when you're going to get this little snack Jones. Yeah. I don't want to tell you, like, the name. It's part of the Taz show. It's just me recording a podcast, straight coverage of wrestling. It's only going to be a 30-minute podcast, meaning the end of the week. I'll call it a snack for right now. I guess maybe I could tell you what it is. All right, I'll go even deeper. It's called a throwback snack. 
There you go. I let the cat out of the bag. And and that's all I'm saying about that. That's it's it's called Taz Show presents a throwback snack. That's on Fridays. That's a 30 minute gimmick. So you basically you get your free lunch right here, you know, on the Taz Show. It'll be one hour live with phones, meaning Tuesdays and Thursdays. And Seth will be the producer. We'll have a PW Insider report. I'm laying the groundwork in this particular pod for you guys because. Um, with the holidays, you know, a lot of the technicians uh, on the digital end of Entercom CBS weren't able to set everything up for us to do, for me to do live, live here on this uh, Monday here. So I'm recording this on New Year's Day. Okay. I hit the ground running, uh, running the game, hardest working man in the biz. You people know that. I don't give a rat's booty uh, that it's New Year's Day. I don't care that I have probably close to 300 people. Drinking, partying, watching college football at my house. It don't matter. I am in my annex part of my home, which is a home studio where I have only six televisions and 22 microphones. Yes, uh, slightly exaggerating, but you get my drift. I digress. So basically, you're going to get three episodes of the Taz Show per week. Uh, First two will be one hour each. Boom, boom. Live to tape, phones and everything. And then late in the week, probably Fridays, like I said, your throwback snack, 30 minutes, express pod, full wrestling, me talking. I'm, I'm not going to give detail, but it's going to be cool. I promise you, it's going to be awesome. And you'll have to download that, you know, that, sh- that podcast this week on Friday. And in the beginning of that podcast, I'll explain what I need you guys to do. And where you could quasi be interactive with me, even though you're not going to be talking to me or have the ability to while I'm doing that podcast and you're listening to it, meaning the throwback snack. But it's a very cool concept. I think you guys will like it and you'll have fun with it. And I think a lot of you cats will download and catettes or kittens as the female cat is called. No, that's a baby cat. That's a mistake. It's a cat. And we've been over this before in the Taz show. A cat, I think, would it be a man cat. And then what's a female cat? A feline? Yeah, sounds good. All right. So uh, anyway, <laughs> so in this um, in this deal here, this episode, uh, this uh, this podcast, this episode of the Taz Show, like I said, I'm going to go over um, who I feel are the top five wrestlers of 2017. And then uh, we will probably do it again. This week's a little disjointed, so hang in there with us just for this week of January 2018 because everybody's getting back to work, meaning at the office starting tomorrow on Tuesday. So, you know, some of them a little bit lazy and they don't work uh, when they're home or they don't work when they're not at work where yours truly works constantly. So constantly working. Uh, mm, yeah, so... the. Top wrestlers of 2017, top five for me. And like I said, I'll get Seth's opinion on this, uh, his viewpoints. You guys will be able to hear probably on Thursday, maybe Wednesday, but probably Thursday we'll do a live edition audio. It might not be video this week. Like I said, that's probably going to kick in next week. So, again, we're back just now. We're back, but we'll probably be Smooth Jones the following week with our regular schedule this week will be you're going to get shows from me but they'll be a little bit like i said disjointed so all right so um a couple things what um uh you know what goes into for me if from my opinion i'm not saying i'm right i'm not saying i'm wrong but what goes into being 
considered a top wrestler, uh, performer, sports entertainer, whatever you want to call it, for a year, for 2017? Well, for me, it's a couple things. Um, which, you know, I'm sure, as you guys know, there's a zillion list out there of, oh, who's the top you know, wrestlers in 2017? That's cool. Everybody's entitled to their viewpoints and opinions. I'm just giving you mine. So um, here's the dealio. All right, so for me... There's a couple of things in no particular order. It's your star power, your brand awareness, you know, meaning so who knows you, you know, how many people know you or, um, you know, because, uh, I, I, for example, I know there's, there's there's a ton of guys and girls that are excellent wrestlers that are on the independent scene that maybe a lot of people don't know. So that's part of not having a brand awareness yet. That's not me being negative on that. I'm just saying that. That they're just not there yet as far as a little bit of popularity. Doesn't mean that they don't belong on my list or anybody else's list. I'm just giving you reasons why they're not on my list. Because I think, like, star power, some brand awareness is very important. Uh, money that you make, you know, meaning how often do you get booked? So, you know, if you're not in WWE, you're somewhere else, how often are you getting booked means how much money you're making. Because if you're not getting booked, you're not making money, usually, unless you have some kind of a funky deal where it's with a small independent company and you have a guarantee, which is odd. That doesn't normally happen. But maybe you have maybe you have a, a, a Japan deal or something like that or whatever. But the, the, So on my list, like I said, it would be um, brand awareness, obviously, like I just said, uh, money you make, star power, uh, and obviously ability in the ring, ability on the microphone to a degree... I think uh, I have someone on my list that can supersede their ability on the mic, but has kind of gotten pretty good at less is more. And I don't want to spoil that just yet because that person will be on my list when I give it here shortly. Uh, I just want to set the table of why. Now, look it. I feel rankings in sports, wrestling, entertainment, music, you know, rankings and uh, best of talents or sh- even TV shows you watch. There's lists for everything after the year ends. We know that. That's part of the gimmick. You know, that's part of ringing in the new year. Yeah, ringing in the new year, ring, ring, ring. You know, all that stuff. That's part of it. Okay, I get it. Now listen, yeah, look, I'm a lot of things. Stupid ain't one of them. You people know that. Okay, so you got to you gotta be able to, like, you know, uh, realize that lists are extremely subjective, extremely opinionated, and extremely, at the end of the day, to be frank, don't mean anything. We know that. Lists don't mean anything. I mean, they, they really don't. In anything, not just wrestling, sport, anything, I'm telling you. Rankings, they really don't mean anything. I mean, they could help someone maybe make, make more money or get more popular with fans, so maybe I'm exaggerating when I say they don't mean anything. But in the crops of it and the nuts and bolts of things, like in mainstream sports, you see preseason rankings all the time. Uh, that's sometimes like a death knell for a program, you know. So you don't, you know, that's something that, you know, which I won't get into detail here, that type of stuff. But I will do that on my daily new sports show, as you guys know, on CBS Sports Radio, Taz and the Moose. So, um, and, and I, at times I will be promoting that on here. I don't know how often, maybe a lot. Uh, on the Taz show, but you know, I, I we're hoping that we get fans, wrestling fans that are also sports fans that listen to myself and Mark Malusis, the Moose, uh, every morning six to nine a.m. Eastern on CBS Sports Radio. So, which you also can get on the 
the CBS Sports app, and you get it on radio.com. You can listen to it live there. And that show, that daily show, will drop as a podcast. Mike Johnson was so nice to post that, too, in his post on PW Insider. That deal there, my daily show on CBS Sports Radio, you can podcast. And I know a lot of folks that do not live in the United States are still having issues with uh, the Radio.com app as far as listening to stuff live, either the Taz show or now maybe uh, Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. I now will be working in the same building with all the bosses, not just Pimento. Okay, so now I will have access to Big Boss Ballsy Jones, all of them. And I tell you this, it'll take me maybe a week and a half to two weeks, tops, and I will get that thing rectified as far as you people that don't live in the United States that want to pull in content live from yours truly. That I'm telling you. I'm here to scream that that she isn't it right here for you. So uh, I will take care of that. I, I now have access to all the bosses, and they all hate me already so it's fine they could hate me as long as i give you what you need it's that simple kids so um list of sub list are subjective list are opinions list are what you feel is where they belong i build my list with zero agenda i build my list with because i have no desire or whatever to get back in wwe i don't need to kiss any of these wrestlers asses I don't need to kiss any wrestling promotions asses. I don't need to do any of that. It's not an ego thing. It's a fact. It's a shoot, as they call it, in the wrestling business. I don't need to do that. So when I spit some stuff at you, I'm spitting truth. I'm spitting truth of my feelings and my opinions on why certain uh, people should be on my top five. Um, And I don't know if I mentioned this or not, but I I will, in this episode, also give you an honorable mention. um, Honorable mention list of probably about five five guys. guys, girls, whatever, on there. So maybe six, too. And uh, because it's tough to just list five is very difficult. I didn't want to go into a whole top ten thing, though. I mean, I mean, maybe, you know, Seth and I will, uh, you know, will throw that around um, when we do a show later in this week that's live, and we do that from the, from the regular studios. Um, maybe, you know, our new studio, which, by the way, I haven't even been in this new studio yet, so I'm looking forward to this. The one where the Taz show will be recorded and live and all that gimmick. So I haven't even seen it. Hopefully, it's not horrible. Apparently, uh, the um, uh, politician extraordinaire, Pat McGroin, will be still floating around. He's still trying to find his way in life, and he's looking for some positive uh, motivation for me. I will deal with him, uh, and I will deal with him publicly with you people. Okay, so you guys can experience that. Pat McGroin will be part of the Taz show. Uh, from time to time, obviously, Seth, maybe I would say, unfortunately, not obviously, would be part of the Taz show to a degree. Jobber extraordinaire, Seth, uh, Mike Johnson, I mentioned that. So let's get into the uh, top five. Um, well, I guess I should start at the bottom uh, and work my way up. That's probably the best way to do this, I would think. Uh, yeah, you know what? I do think. How about that? All right, so here we go. I am going to go with uh, number five for me is Kevin Owens, okay? Uh, Kevin Owens, I I think that he would be on most people's list just because of he's got a litany of of reasons to put him on your list. What he's done in 2017 has been ultra impressive. I mean, uh, some great matches, obviously. Roman Reigns, he had a a stellar one at, I think it was the Royal Rumble, 
you know, uh, the, the, the stuff he's done with AJ Styles. I mean, uh, great stuff. His promo work is always just on point. This guy, and I've talked about KO, he stays in his lane of, the, of being a true heel and does it tremendously, does it smartly. Um, and, and so his promo work is on point. His, he's proven physically in the ring. He can wrestle and have stellar matches with any size person, any guy you put him in there with. And, and he's proven that. If I was still wrestling and I was in WWE or if, if Kevin Owens and I were in ECW together back in the day, he'd be a guy I'd want to work with in a heartbeat because he works excellent with everyone. He can gel with everyone. And he's a big dude, which is usually not the case with bigger guys in the industry, as you guys know, from an athletic standpoint or a physical standpoint, sometimes bigger guys. Now, I'm not saying Kevin Owens is 6'6", you know, 350 pounds, but he's a big dude. I mean, you know, I've never actually met him, but I, I would assume, I don't know his height and weight, so don't think, am I here wrong, Taz? He's this tall and high. I, I would think he's probably around 6'1"-ish and probably a good 270, 265, 270, maybe two, I don't know, somewhere in that round there. He's not a little guy, you know, and, and, and he can haul ass in the ring. He sells excellent as a heel, and his intensity when he's getting heat on someone is awesome. Um, no one, well, I shouldn't say no one. I guess sometimes you'll get people that might say something about his appearance or the way he looks um, and give an opinion on that. I don't believe in that. I've always been a fan of this guy. I, you guys know the story. I've said it before, unless you're new to the Taz Show. Uh, when I was in TNA a few years back, you know, uh, there were two people I was trying to recruit on behalf of TNA to come into the company, and Kevin Owens was one of them. And this was before he was in WWE. And I told you guys the stories. I mean, the story that uh, I was talking with him, he was driving back home. I think he was doing a show, and there was some problem with flooding or something on the roads, and he was doing this long drive from I don't remember where. I ch- somewhere in the south, uh, like maybe the Carolinas or – Baltimore, not that Baltimore's not that south. Florida, I don't remember. Somewhere Ring of Honor he was doing or somewhere, and he was driving back up to Canada, you know, and and uh, because he wanted to get home for something for his son. I cannot recall the details, but, you know, I got to talking to him for a long time, and, and, and I could see how, you know, that he loves being a dad and loves being a husband and all that. He's a good guy. And I was trying, I, I flat out talked, I was trying to get him to come to TNA. Um, I was just doing my job for the team that I was on and he was awesome to deal with. And he basically said, well, I, I you know, I'm going to get this opportunity. I think with in WWE and all this stuff. And, and, and I, you know, I, I think this is the way I want to go. And I, I respected that. I, and we talked for a long time and, you know, I, I, I wished them nothing but the best of luck and good Lord, the guy took off like a rocket, you know, from, from all his success, you know, right into the, the, the main roster and everything. So, I'm I'm in this guy's corner. I believe in this guy, and and I, I you know I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up for 2017 the stuff that Kevin Owens did with Shane McMahon uh, into the the uh, possibly I mean I don't know I don't usually list stuff but <clears throat> like what's the best angle of 2017 I, I don't know the best storyline angle or segment how about that I I don't have a list for that for you but if I had to say the best segment off the top of my head without going through all of them so so bear with me for 2017 would be with Vince McMahon and Kevin Owens I mean that was riveting 
That was awesome television, awesome storytelling, great segue into what they did with Shane and Kevin and all that, which then with the, the Hell in a Cell, which uh, segued into uh, everything with Sami Zayn and stuff you know, with, with Kevin. It, it all was a catalyst and, and to Mr. McMahon uh, and, and what Vince McMahon did and, and blood and bumping and that. When you see, and I've said this on the Taz show in the past after that angle happened, when Vince McMahon goes to those levels to get a guy over, at his age now with Vince, that's big stuff, man. That's, you knew right there. They uh, definitely have a big rocket on the back of Kevin Owens, and rightfully so. So I think Kevin Owens, for me, I mean, some would argue he should be higher than five. I have him at five in a short list, um, and I think that he's uh, well-placed there in, in, in my perspective. And um, and I hope he has a great 2018 Kevin Owens. I hope he continues to soar. He's a passionate guy, uh, passionate about his craft and the, and the industry. He's a passionate family guy. I think a lot of you guys know that. And he also, you know, he interacts with, with you folks on uh, social media a lot. No matter if you like what he says or doesn't, he does interact with you all. And I, I try to do the same thing. And a lot of the guys and girls from the business do. But there are a lot of guys and girls in the business that don't. They just completely blow you guys off. So when a guy like KO uh, is embracing you guys and communicating, not, not that you got to kiss his ass, but, you know, just there's no need to have a sense of entitlement or to uh, uh, expect more from Kevin for anything, but he does interact with you guys a lot, and I think that's a big deal. Again, no need to kiss his ass, but I just think that's a pretty cool thing. So for a starter level of uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin Owens, you know what I mean? So, all right. So now... Uh, Number four for me is a guy that Kevin Owens had an amazing match with, I believe, at SummerSlam, and that is the phenomenal one himself, AJ Styles. So uh, look it, look, man, AJ is, it's well documented how freaking awesome this guy is in the ring. Um, really, I mean, his success, uh, his whole career in TNA and you know, New Japan and just all the years and just grinding, paying his dues, undersized guy, ultra-athletic guy. Um, and during my time in TNA with AJ, which I enjoyed a lot because I love AJ, uh, there were a lot of folks behind the scenes in power that used to knock his promo ability and his southern drawl and all. And and I've talked about that also in the past during 2017-ish and maybe even 2016, but um, which is a load of hogwash, and I felt it then. So uh, and 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 I tip my cap to Vince McMahon and Stephanie and Triple H because they're allowing AJ to go out there and be himself on the mic, and they're not they're not sweating his Southern draw, which I think is great. They're they're not they, 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 if they if they are they're hiding in a good way because they wouldn't be putting a mic in this guy's hand and, and putting titles on him and pushing the hell out of him. Uh, even if he is a great worker, they still wouldn't do that. So they believe in this guy as a full package as an in-ring competitor and on the microphone and as a, a pure pro. And that's what AJ is, you know. And, and, and I mean, come on, you could say the match of the year in 2017 was John Cena uh, against AJ at the Royal Rumble. Uh, unreal, which, uh, you know, I felt like even though John Cena, as a veteran and a major star, his stock rose on that. Because, you know, he was able to hang with the great AJ Styles, you know. Um, but AJ... 
also showed he can go in there with a guy like John Cena, who a lot of people say is limited. And I've always said John, a lot of people have said, not me, that a lot of people have said that John Cena was limited in the ring with spots and physical stuff and, and physicality, you know, high spots, athletic, athletic spots, which John proved everyone wrong. And AJ obviously was uh, the backbone for those spots. And uh, AJ, like I said about KO, AJ can work with anybody. Trust me. And I know when I went into TNA, and I've said this, you know, when I went into TNA, one of the big things of leaving leaving WWE for me was that I was going to get to call AJ style matches because I never met AJ. I never called any of his matches till we met up in TNA. And um, I always was a big fan of what this guy does. I'm a big advocate for AJ. And so uh, look, look, how about, uh, I'm just thinking, Finn Balor. Finn Balor and AJ, I think it was TLC. What a match in 2017. <laughs> Brock. Brock and AJ. I mean, it was a match. You know, that was a match. <laughs> Excuse me. A great match. I mean, um, just, you know, AJ, man. It's just the stuff he did with Shane McMahon. I mean, Big Push Jones. I mean, you know, really, with, a- with, with, with Shane and, and kicked ass. You know, I mean, those matches are great because of AJ, that that type match, you know, you know, really. I mean, so AJ Styles for me, number four, and um, I, I hope he continues his success also because he is a hard worker, a passionate guy, a guy, who, you know, who cares. Another really, really strong family man, great family man. Um, and yet he's out there grinding and, and, and applying his craft and WWE under their, under their, uh, you know, banner and he's doing an amazing job. So I am, uh, super, super happy for, um, you know, for AJ Styles. All right. And number three for me, before I go to break, I'll discuss this person. Number three for me on my top five of 2017 wrestlers is, uh, Asuka, the undefeated one herself. Oscar. Now, no one, I don't think, would argue her ability in the ring and all the excellent matches she's had from her success in NXT morphing into WWE. So, no one can throw a flag on anything she does physically. Her work rate is, you know, it looks stiff, snug. It looks like she's shooting sometimes, which I know she's not. And that's the trick. That's the illusion. That's the key, which is something I pride myself on. I pride myself on that when I wrestled, I looked like I was hurting people. I looked dangerous. And being a pro and a worker is that you're not hurting people. And that's what Asuka, I believe, does. And many other men and women, not just Asuka. And not just what I did back in the day. I'm just, I could connect to her without even knowing her because um, I respect the in-ring work rate of looking like you're shooting on someone and you're not. And Asuka pulls that off. And she is um, just an amazing combination of stiff in the ring, looking stiff in the ring, I should say, smooth, unique, athletic, in a world of so many talented women in WWE. And yet she is limited on the microphone and she is still able to get over a little bit when she does talk because her English is not great, as we know, because that's not her first language. But yet, it's entertaining. It's impactful. WWE uses her the right way on the microphone. I think she's the bee's knees, as they would say, man. I really do. I'm not a fan of the undefeated streak. I thought that they would kill that instantly 
uh, when she debuted, and you guys know I was on that battle cry that when she debuts that she should lose right away and then turn her heel like a maniac. I still think that would have been a great idea. I do, because it makes her completely, completely, completely different than everybody else. But they didn't go that route. Doesn't matter. They're doing the right thing with Asuka. She's kicking ass, taking names. She's undefeated, as I think, I, I believe, as I record this still. As I'm recording this now, I should say. And um, she's just great. And and I just think she deserves to be on that list with so many talented women uh, in uh, the WWE uh, right now on every level from SmackDown, Raw, to everything. All right, and when I come back from break, I'm going to give you my top two, which uh, check this out. They are not they are not members of the WWE. How about that? But first and foremost, before I go to break, let me uh, tell you that the support for the Taz Show comes from our great friends at Rocket Mortgage. See, Rocket Mortgage supporting the Taz Show throughout 2017, and Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans will also support the Taz Show full throttle 2018 so you guys need to embrace rocket mortgage because they they support us in essence it makes the you know people like rocket mortgage by quicken loans they help the show remain <laughs> free for you guys the podcast let's be frank so uh they understand also that the home your home or the home you want to get plays a huge role in your life and family and that's why they created rocket mortgage you know it gives you the confidence rocket mortgage when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan and the best part is it's simple Okay, they, they allow you to understand what the heck's going on here and they let you be confident when it comes to the important decision of picking the right mortgage for you and your family. So Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, please go to rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. So... There you have it. All right, we'll be right back here. Taz Show giving my top two who aren't WWE guys. Be right back. Oh, yeah. All right, we're back here. Rocking and rolling. Taz Show Jones. Yeah. 2018. It's here. You guys are all going to have a great 2018. I really believe that. I hope, I hope everyone has a great 2018. It's not a cliche thing. It's me being speaking from my heart. You know what I mean? So that's what I do. So I'm going to give you my top two here. Top two out of my top five in 2017. And they are not WWE guys. Oh, they guys. And I'm also going to give my honorable mention a little bit too. I told you I was going to do that too. I'll play games up in here. I mean, all business Jones. That's how I run. <laughs> All right. So when you get into this top two, like for me, what I what I look at, I mean, it, it gets a little tough. It's this there's <laughs> a lot, a lot of talent to pick, and not just WWE talent, obviously. Uh from Ring of Honor, New Japan, maybe some of the independents, Lucha Underground, there's a bunch. Impact wrestling, you know. There's a lot of great talent today, which is cool. Because in this day and age, you need to have one main attribute to get over as a wrestler. One of the main attributes, one of the key ones. It's called athleticism, which is a word that you hear thrown a lot, thrown around a lot on television uh, in, when you watch wrestling. And I know I did it as a commentator a lot. 
I, I humbly say I think guys like JR did it before everybody, meaning speaking about the athleticism of wrestlers. And I believe I was, as far as a color commentator, one of the, one of the, one of the first. And I say that in humble fashion. Um, and I'm happy that, it, it, that, that wrestling fans and promoters to the level of Vince McMahon and everyone below him understand how vital being an excellent athlete for man or woman it is in wrestling. It's entertainment, right? We know it's a show. We know the finish of the match is predetermined. But you can't work in fake athleticism. And to be able to bring athleticism in a 18-square-foot ring or 20-square-foot ring in between those ropes is a lot harder that people would know. And again, you hear the word athleticism all the time thrown around, but yet it's a it's a great adjective, but it's also an amazing thing, and it's also an underrated thing that we just say in wrestling. Oh, oh, she's got she's a great athlete. Oh, yeah, great athleticism. There's more detail to it. And 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 I I, I watched that. I, I remember when I wrestled, what I would try to bring in. What I'm talking about, why I'm getting into this before I name the top two, about athletic about athleticism in wrestling, it's because years ago, you know, the generation before my generation in wrestling and my generation, the athleticism factor was never pushed. It wasn't really important, but yet, the guys that were the bigger stars for the most part were awesome athletes in the ring. Well, some would say. Well, Hulk Hogan was a huge star the generation before yours, Taz. He was a household name. And even in your generation, he was a huge star, Taz. And I would say you are correct. Hulk Hogan is, was, and always will be a household name. And a monster mega star and a guy who helped lay groundwork for people like me and, and people after me to have a living and make money in professional wrestling. And that I will always respect Hulk for. And I'm one of those guys who actually loves Hulk. I, I know Hulk. I've never had a problem with Hulk, and I'm not going to get into the whole talk about Hulk, but I love Hulk. I missed my time in TNA where him and I worked together in this, under the same company, and after TV tapings, we'd end up at the same sushi bar and sit there and drink sake and eat sushi and laugh and, and, and just tell stories, and just it was great stuff. you know. And, and So I always got along with Hulk, but I digress. But no one's going to say Hulk Hogan was a great athlete in the ring. Ric Flair, was he? Yeah, Rick was uh, yeah, ultra-athletic in the ring. But back then, and in my generation, there were handfuls of really good athletes, I guess, that, that made it big. Back then, as you guys know, it was all about being a gigantic person. The size thing was huge. And that's why, and I've said it, and I've talked with Rob Van Dam on my one of my shows in the past that he's been on, and I've said it publicly about Rob years ago that he uh, brought this amazing athleticism to the ring, and I think he was one of the, one of the trendsetters uh, during that, def- definitely in ECW, and I think Sabu should be thrown in there too. Sabu, underratedly excellent athlete, by the way. You know, you think of Sabu as this crazy, zany, maniac guy, but, you know, during this time, this daredevil and his dangerous competitor, but yet there's, there's an adjective that you need to throw in there about Sabu back then, and it's athleticism. So, and I can speak on that uh, competing against him so many times you know so I'm just letting you know like athleticism is something back then that wasn't like a gigantic thing that you needed to get over it really wasn't but today it is 
And I am so happy about that because when I say today, I mean in today's generation of wrestler, modern day pro wrestler, and modern day would cover what? Probably 10, 15 years ago even, not just now, 15 years ago for sure. So I'm not sure about today when I say today. I mean 15 years ago up until now in the future. It's, you have to be an athlete. You have to have, you don't, okay, let me back up. You don't have to be an athlete, but you know what I mean? It's very important to have athletic ability. That's my point. So the two people that I want to name that are number one, check that box in big, bright red lettering. So, uh, so my number two, with all of that being said, my number two for top, uh, being on that top five wrestler, top five list of wrestler for 2017 uh, is none other than a guy that's on a lot of people's list, I'm sure, <laughs> or will be, and that's uh, the great Kenny Omega. Uh, Kenny Omega, look at uh, Kenny's been on the Taz show in the past, and and I love talking to Kenny. I, I think I'll have I think I'm gonna have Kenny on again. Him and I have talked, and once things settle down for him uh, in the new year here, because he's got this big match with Jericho coming up, obviously on January fourth. Maybe you listen to this after the fourth, so I'm sure it's gonna be a great match. Um, but here's my thing, Kenny Omega, uh, you know his success and his athleticism and what he does. Um, uh, again, I think it was like Wrestle, uh, was Okada, Wrestle King, uh, one of the Wrestle King, I think it was Okada. His matches in Japan, uh, Okada, Okada and him, the chemistry there, uh, the, um, the aura he has with really never, you know, never being in the WWE, the star power he has, um, the, the hot topic he is in wrestling, the, the, the hot free agent he is for so long now. Um, this is someone like his success, you know, everything with the Bullet Club and all that. I mean, ev- everything cool in pro wrestling is Kenny Omega. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's the truth. This guy is always in that cool lane, man. Um, sorry, I need a sip of water. Um, Kenny is, again, this is a guy who just, how, how are you always in Cool Jones Lane? How? I mean, that's so impressive. You're always in that hot topic over like Rover, you know, lane. It's so friggin' impressive. I mean, I it's so hard to do without the WWE machine behind him. That I can tell you from experience is tough to do. I've talked in the past about out here. Well, when we're out here, it's a lot different than when you're in there. You guys know what I mean. When you're from the wrestling business and you're out here, meaning not in the WWE, most of the men and women that are out of WWE, WWE acts like they're dead, acts like they no longer exist. But while they're in WWE or new in WWE, they are pushed to the moon and they're talked about like they're the greatest thing since sliced bread. But then that sliced bread, once you either get released or quit, that sliced bread turns to green mold because it's dead and they throw you in the trash. Trash, For the most part. And you know what? From a business perspective, I totally understand that. But a lot of wrestlers understand that too. And a lot of wrestlers like a Kenny Omega, which is probably the reason why he's never went to WWE. I'm not saying he never will. And um, you know he's had a uh, many opportunities to be part of WWE, but I would think financially 
he's definitely in a position not to go to WWE unless it's something he needs for his own ego, for himself, or financially, maybe he does need it. I, I look, I worked for New Japan where Kenny Omega works, you know, years ago. And I could tell you from experience, and I've had, you know, a couple of New Japan contracts, short-term contracts. I can tell you from experience that those folks at New Japan pay very well, very well. And I did not have nowhere near the success or longevity that Kenny Omega had in Japan. That I can tell you. Kenny Omega makes his living uh, from working uh, there. And uh, to get over as a Canadian, a guy from North America, and go to Japan where, you know, you don't speak Japanese. Now he does. But, you know, when he first got there and how he got over, um, you know, it's damn impressive. Damn impressive. I saw one of his earlier matches, actually, a real side note. Uh, recently, I was looking at some old matches, and I saw a match uh, against uh, uh, Finn Balor when he was Prince DeWitt. And then I saw this match, and, and uh, it was tremendous. And they both looked so young. But they, yet they're both considered still young, meaning Finn and um, Kenny Omega. But it was cool to watch this because I didn't see it when it first happened, you know. But anyway, let me get back to my point. So Kenny Omega, um, look, this guy, uh, he he is he's the man, dude. Yo, he's the man. I'm telling you, he's the man. He belongs on everyone's list. He does. Uh, he's proven. He's a proven commodity for a long time. Proven. He's a money drawing son of a bitch, and he can work his ass off. Okay, this guy is the real dealy. Oh, there's no doubt. So, um, and I think he's going to keep on kicking ass. And maybe for mainstream fans, he ends up one day in WWE and then then his star power will grow even more as long as they don't screw him up, which they've done with a lot of other people. Hopefully with Kenny, they don't do that. If he ever goes down. I personally, I mean, I'm not his financial advisor and I'm not, I don't live with the guy and I'm not his buddy, but I hope he never goes to WWE just for himself just to prove to himself and to his fan base that he don't need that machine. And it's not a sellout thing. You sold out. You don't sell out, Kenny. No, that sellout thing's a load of shit. Uh, It's not about selling out. That's not what I'm talking about. Look, this is business, guys. You got bills, okay? (laughs) You got family. It's not about selling out and making the fans happy. I got to be frank with you. That's not about that. But what I'm saying, I hope he doesn't go to WWE because he can maybe prove to other, and, and he has done this, he has set the table for a lot of other wrestlers that they don't need the WWE. They don't need that machine. Which is a perfect segue <clears throat> to my number one person that I have on my list. <laughs> Excuse me. And this is someone who was in the WWE machine and has taken the model of the indie wrestler or a guy like a Kenny Omega, along with having great charisma and great in-ring work and, you know, and great uh, mic skills and great on social media, knows how to utilize social media. So my number one guy, my number one athlete, again, this guy's an athlete too, okay? And that's the one and only Cody Rhodes. Okay, Cody Rhodes... Um, this is someone who think about what he's done in my professional opinion, someone from the wrestling industry. I have to tell you, I, I, I kind of feel like 
his star power, Cody Rhodes, is bigger now than it was with WWE because he has two things in his corner now, freedom and creativity, and in no particular order. Those two things he possesses and he knows how to utilize and he's allowed to now. He's not pigeon-held and under the thumb of the WWE corporate machine. And this is someone who has a chip on his shoulder. And I encourage my friend Cody to keep that chip on your shoulder. Chips on shoulder are good. <laughs> I can tell you from experience, chips on shoulder is good. And he has a chip on his shoulder. And that's what helps him and motivates him and keeps his passion in line. Look at look at the look. At, I, mean, I saw the match he had back when this year in 2017 with with Chris Daniels, another great great competitor, um, uh, best in the world. <laughs> Dude, watch this match, Cody and Daniels, Okada, okay, G1 special in the U.S. Rhodes kicking ass in Japan, like I just said, Okada, Suzuki. Okay, I, this guy is it, it, the Bullet Club stuff. I didn't even get into that. Cody Rhodes has done all of this without the WWE machine. And he's done it without the machine. When he left the WWE, he wasn't exactly getting a huge push as a top guy. He wasn't. So he used that, and it fueled his fire and motivated him, and he's not afraid to talk some smack on social media at towards WWE or take a shot at them or be sarcastic. He has a set of balls, which I respect. And I think that's important. I think most of you fans respect that of him. And he does it not because he's disgruntled. You know why? Because he left on his terms. I can relate to that. When you leave on your terms, how, how are you bitter? Well, you're bitter. You're, you're bitter. You're not in time to be no more. You're bitter. How? 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 When, 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 when this cat left on his terms or and a lot of people left on their terms like yours truly here. You know, when you leave on your terms, there's no such thing as bitterness. You choose to leave. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is a guy in Cody Rhodes. I have number one for the reasons I listed. I can tell you it is not easy to succeed in the wrestling business once you're out or never in the WWE, which is why I was saying some of the stuff I said about like Kenny Omega and stuff like that. And there are other wrestlers, like I said, that belong on the list. And there are other wrestlers that, wrestlers that were in WWE that are on my honorable mention that have had uh, that s- still have huge success and had a great 2017, which I'll get into. But uh, anyway, so Cody Rhodes is my number one, and um, and that's my deal on my top five. Now, honorable mentions, um, it, and this is in no particular order. Uh, I think Miz belongs on an honorable mention list, or if you're doing a top ten, I know Rolling Stone magazine just had him as the number one wrestler in the world. I don't know. I didn't read much into it. I just saw some stuff on social media the other day. I think Braun Strowman's a guy that, believe it or not, could be on people's top 10. I'll tell you why. Very easy for a guy like Braun Strowman to be typecast by people. I typecast him when he first came up. I thought it was just going to be a big, giant killer that worked quick, short matches where he squashed guys, and that was it. He's shown a good amount of glimpses of athleticism for a man his size. And he's shown some good matches with a lot of different people, big guys and little guys. So I think Braun Strowman has been put in pressure spots by WWE, and I think he's flourished. 
So I think some would have him maybe on their top 10. You know, if I was doing a top 10, I definitely would consider Braun on my top 10. A guy that was in WWE that is no longer and has flourished, like I said about Omega or Cody Rhodes, outside the machine and, and has flourished for years outside the machine, and that is the great John Morrison, Johnny Mundo. Okay, his success everywhere. Not, you know, obviously Lucha Underground for, geez, I don't know, past two years, I guess. Uh, all success, with impact now. It's just he's everywhere. Johnny Mundo, John Morrison, Bell LaBelle, Bell LaBelle. Talk about athleticism. Yo, my man, <laughs> this guy is the man. You want to talk about athletes? You ain't getting much better than this guy here, Morris. Okay, who's been, he was on my, if you guys want to hear me and Morris talk, he was on my 500th edition of the Taz Show. He's one of the guests, along with Katie Linnendahl and Chris Jericho and uh, and Jim Ross. But um, uh, Morrison, is, uh, Morrison is a special athlete, always has. The guy's body never changed. He's ripped. He always just looked chiseled and jacked. Tremendous character, the facial expressions, his, his hand and body motions, uh, his promo work is unique. I'm just a fan of Morrison. He he's in my honorable mention. I struggled not putting him in the top ten. I also think uh, Alexa Bliss uh, uh, had a great 2017. This is girls five foot nothing, and she has really kicked ass and had huge success on the microphone in the ring. She plays that that chicken poopy heel like she's just you know when she's when she's got her heat she's she's real nasty and mean, but she can back down and, and, and sell as a heel really well. I think Alexa Bliss uh, had a great 2017 and has a amazing upside future coming for the rest of her wrestling career. She's tremendous. Uh, another girl, that another talent, that if she was not in the WWE at this point can leave and be successful because she's that, she's that good. And um, um, uh, speaking of women that are that good in the WWE, that are just tremendous. Another one of my honorable mentions is Charlotte. Charlotte, I think, is, uh, look, again, athleticism. It goes back to that, right? Charlotte is just a, a special talent. You know, it's very tough to succeed the way she has when she's in the shadow of the greatest of all time in the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, her dad. And she's done that. And they haven't hidden that. They've, they've promoted that sometimes. That's her dad, obviously. And sometimes I would throw a flag and like, ah, leave it alone. I don't think Rick should be involved with her. Let her stand on her own and all that. I, I was worried about, like, that could hurt Charlotte. Nah, nothing, none of that's hurt her. She had a great 2017. She's a massive star in the WWE. She's having massive success. Congratulations to her. I got to meet her once um, uh, recently. And she's, she's a, um, a great young lady, tremendous talent. I'm a big fan of hers. Her promo work, her in-ring work, everything. I mean, she's just she's tremendous talent. Um, and then I think Okada. Okada belongs on this list. Okada, a massive, massive, massive star in New Japan. Can work with anyone, excel with anyone. You want to talk about Japanese strong style. You want to talk about realism. I and mean, look at some of the matches, Tanahashi and him. Just amazing stuff. Um, no doubt. So he's on my honorable mention. I mean, it, it's tough. It's tough to give you give you a top five, but I gave you five. That's why I wanted to throw in a handful of honorable mentions. Later in the week here, like I said, 
I will get into talking about uh, some more of this with, uh, I don't know, I, we'll probably, I guess, like I said, either Wednesday or Thursday, we'll do a live, live to tape uh, Taz show, uh, one hour show with um, Seth producing. And I think that'll be, Mike Johnson will be on that one. I, like I said, it's either that's either going to be this week, January, the first week of January, Wednesday or Thursday. So we're just working out some kinks. It's it's New Year's Day as I record this, so no one's working today, meaning at the office in the studios. Um, and if you're listening to this on New Year's Day, uh, if you get a chance, you know, listen live tomorrow morning, uh, even if you're not a sports fan, because we're going to have a lot of fun. It's a morning show. Uh, Taz and the Moose, uh, myself and Mark Malusis. Every day uh, we will be on air, Monday through Friday. It's a, it's, a, it's a national radio show, national sports radio for CBS Sports Radio. And if you're new to me or my podcast, so you don't know where to get CBS Sports Radio, if you have high def radio in your car, you can get it there. Um, or you can get it on the radio.com app or just go to CBS uh, Sports Radio.com's uh, website or go on my Twitter. You can see an affiliates list and my Twitter header. Click the link in my Twitter um, bio, I should say. And there's an affiliates list where you can get wherever you live in the United States, um, CBS Sports Radio. We are 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, every day, Monday through Friday. Uh, myself and Mark Malusis, the Moose, we are, we are going to have a blast. Um, you know, hey, there's, listen, there, you know, it, the cool thing is, is um, I'm proud to say that, that, that you know, uh, that I'm, I'm getting this opportunity. And, and as you guys know, I, I've covered mainstream sports a lot on the Taz show for a long time. So uh, for CBS and Entercom to, to believe in me and, and for us to go and get this opportunity on a morning show nationwide is a huge thing for myself and for Moose. Uh, Moose is a great sports broadcaster for a long time. Um, we we got it. It's gonna take us a few shows to get our sea legs under us, but I think we're gonna do it pretty quick, and we're pretty fired up. And um, I'm looking forward to it. It's a it's a lot of work. I got a lot. <laughs> I don't know how much sleep I'm gonna get in 2018, guys. I can tell you that I got a lot of work ahead of me every day between uh, Taz and the Moose and and the Taz show. So, uh, um, but anyway, uh. Hopefully you guys support me. Spread the word of what I'm doing, please, and, and the Taz Show podcast or the live show. Give us this week to get some of our stuff, our sea legs under us, and then the following week we'll have everything ordered up. Like I said, probably live one hour every Tuesday at 9.05 a.m. Eastern. Live one hour every Thursday, 9.05 Eastern. Um, and they'll, they'll both drop as podcasts, obviously, the Taz Shows. And then your throwback snack on Fridays, you'll get uh, in the mornings early, uh, and those will be just you, just me, I should say, uh, and without giving too much detail, you're going to love it. It's going to be a cool concept that, that I come at you with on these Fridays with these throwback snacks. That's part of the Taz show. So, All right, well, that's what they call a wrap, guys. Um, I appreciate you very much, and like I said, Happy New Year to everyone. And I hope you guys have, uh, have a great uh, 2018, and, and let's do this thing together. All right, so I laid it all out there for you. Spread the word. Do your thing. And uh, that's the deal. All right, guys, I'll be at you uh, later on in the week here. I'm Taz, you're not. Thank you, everybody. I appreciate you. Yeah. Said I was raised in the days of my space and screen names Back then when I was only worried about my top friends Now my circle is getting smaller, all these people acting fake, man And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten Me against the world, I've been doing what 
what I really love Haters been hiding behind the screen Man, they movie cuts And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same Cause we've been doing our own thing Trying to stay up I wanna go back to days with no grades We ordered the kids meal Play ball, that's all day now I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page But these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now I've been wondering where the party at Cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at To go and pour another drink just to get away We gotta live it up, Carolina here to stay I'm hoping I won't let you go I left my heart in the city